0: Welcome to the Real Estate Play by Play. We are your hosts, Christy Martinelli, top ranked realtor worldwide, and Danielle Obrantz, mortgage industry veteran.
1: On and off the field of life, you need to know the plays to win the game. We are here to give you the play by play tools to reach your real estate goals. Whether you're a first time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or just have a love for real estate, suit up. It's It's game game time. time.
0: welcome to another episode of the real estate play-by-play
1: oh my gosh what a week we have had
0: (laughs) as if every week in real estate is not insane it has been a little extra this week
1: yes if you have not heard the mls went down and this is not just for our area in northern california this is nationally right
0: right so the mls system the system that Pretty much every real estate agent uses to log listings and sales and the entire database of all things real estate is uh, under attack.
1: Under a cyber attack. So that's what we're being told. Cyber attack. we're being told that the FBI is working on it. Well, meanwhile, we have no access to it. And the multiple listing service is, I mean our lifeline as realtors, really 100
0: percent. Right. I mean, that's where you go. If you need to see houses, if you need to close houses, everything is in the MLS system. And it's been what, 10 days?
1: Yeah, just about. And it it triggers all these different websites. So when, for example, when I get a new listing and I put it in the MLS, it triggers, you know, Zillow, Trulia, Redfin, right. All the sites. So those aren't getting triggered at all. No one's getting any property sent to them. No one's able to put new properties on. Um, we're not able to close property. We've literally just kind of screeched to a halt.
0: Right. And it opens up a really like interesting conversation about the role of technology in the real estate industry. I mean... I hate to even admit this, but I've been in the industry so long that way back when there used to be a book, like a Mm -hmm. physical book of listings that got faxed from office to office to office. Yeah. And everything was, you know, not quite as um, accessible. Right. Right. Which in some ways was great. But nowadays, everything relies on technology. Yeah. Everything.
1: You know, when technology goes down, we're just kind of like. Now, what are we going to yeah, do? Now you what? Know? So, yeah.
0: So, you know, it, it's, I think there's all these unforeseen problems that we may not even see for, you know, maybe years even to come of how this will affect market conditions. Right. 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 So, you know, when you look at like statistical data, Right. A lot of times interest rates and things like that look at statistical data of how the market's doing. And when you have a period of time that has gone offline for any particular reason, Mm -hmm. that can affect the statistical data. So now all of a sudden your numbers are being skewed.
1: Right. And I mean, when we pull comps, if we're doing a comparative market analysis for our clients, um, you know, we're going back six months. Well, if there's a gap in that six months for a couple of weeks, right. that's going to be eliminate, that's going to be a lot harder, right? Yeah. And um, also appraisers, yeah. same thing. They're going back, they're going back six months. Well, you just lost two weeks of time in that. You know, so then the question arises, well, do you right. go back further as an appraiser? Right. Um, what kind of rules and regulations are, you know, Fanny and Freddie gonna allow now, maybe you know, they have to adjust things. It affects a lot of different avenues.
0: Well, and even just the ability to transact business, you know, today kind of thing, right? Appraisers need that data in order to complete appraisal reports. Right. Without the data, their hands are tied on getting that information. It's not like you just, you know, go to the newspaper and find out how much, you know, one, two, three, Main Street sold for. They need the MLS to find that information.
1: Right. It's right. really
0: it's really kind of crazy. It'll be yeah. interesting to see how this and plays out. And hopefully it,
1: you know, comes back online soon. A lot of some of the servers had backups yeah. um, in different areas and they were able to get back on pretty quick. Um our local one did not. So, mm-hmm. you know, live and learn kind of situation.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's how policy gets put in place, right? Is right. you have an incident that creates a need for change and that's how it goes but you know technology is not just limited to mls and and you know server backup data it we use technology in all aspects of the real estate process yep really it's it's actually kind of crazy i mean in a lot of ways it's amazing because you can sign all of your disclosures digitally you know it used to be we had to print out 100 pages of things for people to physically sign all of that is digital now
1: yeah and and you know it saves time. 100%. It's great. And when you're trying to move quickly and do do a lot, yeah. I mean, we are multitaskers.
0: We, Danielle <laughs> and that I, are That doesn't even, multi. like, give it a fair... <laughs> it is like multitasking on steroids. Our ability to control multiple situations at once. So
1: if you ask us... <laughs> if I technology need technology.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my kids joke that I'm going to be buried with my cell phone in my hand because I. that's how I get things done is I can get everything all at once, right? You have access.
1: Right. It's and, amazing. And so you mentioned, you know, like docu signs and yeah. digital signatures and things. Yeah. There's also wires. Yeah. Um so nowadays and that's like that's a big one recently on how to you know, basically protect your money because when you send a
0: wire, that money is gone. It's final, right? It is
1: not easy to get back. And
0: that's a really important concept just around technology in general is, you know, yes, it makes our lives simpler. Yes, it's convenient. Yes, it allows us to do more, but we have to be really careful, right? We have MLS attacks. We have wire fraud. And that is a very real issue. I have seen transactions where Um, You know, these these scammers are really sophisticated. They will hack in, not even necessarily hack into somebody's email account, but they can spoof email accounts so they can send emails as though they are coming from someone. So like a client of mine might get an email that looks like it's coming from me very legitimately, even though it's not. Right. And we'll give them instructions, you know, hey, send your wire to XYZ account mm-hmm. and the clients taking that information at good faith, go send a wire. And if they do that, that money is gone forever. Yeah. I mean, it's just gone now. I've, I've heard that if you can catch wire fraud, like in the first 24 hours, the FBI can sometimes get involved and head that off. But for the most yeah. part, it, it's gone. And so Customers need to take very um, big precautions to protect themselves on that. And so the first precaution that they can take is knowing who is involved, Mm -hmm. like who's on your team, right? We've talked about this before, but who's on your team? Who's your escrow officer? Who's your loan officer? Who's your real estate agent? Who are the transaction coordinators? Who is going to be sending you information digitally? And then can you call that person like with a verified contact information.
1: Right. And so as a seller, you're not having to worry about wire right. um, wire fraud because so you're not wiring money. Now you will get the money wired at the end to you, but you're not having to do that. Right. Um, as a buyer, when you wire money, you can be wiring it, a minimum of two times per the transaction, sometimes three if you're putting down, you know, uh, not the full 3% up front. So you have your deposit that you wire in the beginning. And then at the end, you wire your, the rest of your money, your closing costs the money you're coming in with. Um, So you have two separate times. So the way that it works is escrow reaches out to the buyer, sends them a secure link that they log into that gives them instructions to now take those instructions down to their bank and get that money wired. Right. Um, Some banks you can call over the phone and wire it. But but what we always recommend is what Danielle brought up is when you get those wire instructions, call escrow and double check them. Right. When you get down to the bank, double check them again. When you send the wire, let your realtor know, let your escrow agent know that you just sent the wire so we can check right away.
0: Right. And make sure that you're calling... You know, not the number that's in the email that you got the wire instructions from, call the person that you know to be involved in the transaction. And, you know, I do, I get complaints from customers because escrow sends them in a secure email and it's a little bit cumbersome to open these emails. You have to create a password, there's all these extra steps, and people can get frustrated with that process, right? I get frustrated with that process. I get it. But it's a really, really important protection for our customers to go through that just tiny little extra hassle to make sure that they're sending money to the correct places it's just really 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 important yeah I mean,
1: and we we both daniel and i is. have both although it hasn't happened directly to our clients yeah. we have had friends in the industry yeah um co-workers that it has happened to i mean there was a realtor yeah. you know 20 minutes from here another office that they hacked into her email address and sent the clients uh the wire instructions right the client went down and wired the money
0: yeah and and I've had some close calls. So, a couple of years ago, um, during when we were doing so many refinances because rates were so low, mm-hmm. I had a situation where um, an escrow officer who we use all the time had called me, and she said, "I just got revised wire or payoff demands yeah. from you on this on this refinance for two refinances actually." She said the email just doesn't look right. Like it just mm-hmm. doesn't sound like how you would talk. Mm-hmm. And I said, I did not send you anything. And so we started digging in and they had sent revised payoff figures that looked exactly the same, except they changed the account number and routing number where the wire was supposed to send. Now, those two transactions totaled over $900,000. Now, luckily, I work with great people who immediately identified that it looked not legitimate. Right. Right. But it looked legitimate at face value. Now right. they didn't have access to my email. I have IT security and everything's locked down. But they get very good at figuring out these transactions. I don't know whether they get the payoff info. Fr- I don't know how they do it, but right. it looked very legitimate. Yeah, it's and scary. so that opens up a whole, no- you know, as as mortgage brokers, we need to have extra precautions in place too, right? So I have security in place. Literally, when I travel. If I'm sending emails from out of the country, my IT guy is getting me on the phone. He's like, are you traveling? I, <laughs> I need to know what's going on because your your account has emails coming out from, you know, unknown places, which is great, right? I appreciate right. that. We have things like um, insurance, insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have extra um, cybersecurity right. insurance, right? To protect against these cases. So I know that my systems are protected and locked down, but that doesn't mean that my clients systems are locked down. Right. It
1: doesn't mean that other um, clients that have other mortgage brokers take the steps that you guys take. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean,
0: there's a lot of mortgage brokers who use, you know, just like generic email accounts from Yahoo and stuff. And and those aren't always locked down in the same way. Now, sometimes they can be, but you need to be careful about where you're sending your personal information. Mm-hmm. Obviously as mortgage brokers we're collecting a ton of personal information, a ton, everything right. really. And you need to make sure that you're uploading that in a secure way. We provide a secure portal that people can upload to. Same process, you know, it's it's easier for people to just send an email, but is your email secure to be sending your tax returns and your pay stubs and your bank statements? Like do you really want all that information Right. Transmitted in an unsecure way. Yep. yep. Right. I mean, it's just these extra steps.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, along those lines in terms of technology, other other things that come into play. Um, I know for me as a realtor, when I go to show a house, um, it's all digital these days. So in the so olden days, there used to be a key and used to use the key. <laughs> um, now we have on our phone an app. That we click the app we type in our code it triggers the lock box that opens the lock box right. with the key and then we right. use it and and the first comment i get from people when i'm showing homes and they haven't seen that is, oh that's really cool that you can do it all, all on your phone yeah and i will say for the ease of convenience danielle and i love convenience yeah uh yes it's really cool right it's not so cool when you can't get
0: the app to work. Yeah, when you have. You're out of cell phone range <laughs> yeah. at a property that's and you like just slightly yeah, you outside of town, and yes. it doesn't want to connect, and all those kind of things. Right, and and
1: luckily, like I think you know, I feel like I'm tech savvy enough yeah. where I know how to troubleshoot it. Right, if it goes down, right. there are other realtors that aren't so tech yeah. savvy that I get a call. It's on my listing, and they're like, "I, I can't don't know get how in. To get in, right? Um, yeah. So I put, you know as a side note, a contractor's box right. on all my listings yeah. just in case an That's agent can't get method. into the berries, the backup method. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, and we had to use that time and time again because just depending on technology in those situations sometimes um, could hinder a buyer from seeing my listing if they the agent can't get in because right. their app is not working or it hasn't been. At the app that you use, that a realtor uses every single day when you open it, you have to click a
0: button that says upgrade, update. Yeah. update. Yeah.
1: And so if you don't do that and then you go show a house and you're out of cell phone service, it will not let you into that house.
0: Yeah. I've, I've had that problem <laughs> because I, I subscribe to the service just as an extra in case I need to go do a preview or something for right. a client. Right. But I obviously don't show houses very often or ever. So when I go to use it, I'm like, ah, oh, I forgot to update it. And now yeah. I'm sitting in the driveway don't hoping it that. connects. And it's <laughs> yeah. just, you know, it is an extra step. It is, an in, you know, a little bit inconvenient, but it does offer some additional security, right? right? So from a seller's standpoint, now they have an electronic record of who is getting in and out of their house.
1: Right. And we set the time, right? So right. If you don't want to show it between, you know. Yeah.
0: 8 at- p.m. and midnight, right? right? Like, exactly. Now you there's not the a box those. sitting there, open to every real estate agent in town with a code to your house. Right. It, it has some lockdown features, which is nice. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with technology, there's a lot of uh, great things that have come out of it, too. Right. But there's definitely a lot more security that you have to jump through.
1: Yeah. Just need to be aware of what's going on out there and keep yourself safe.
0: Yeah. So I think the biggest takeaway is with just in in all things technology, like know the players of the game, know mm-hmm. who you're working with, don't respond to unknown, you know, emails or requests for money. If you're going to send money, make sure that the people you are working with know about it, that they've talked to you about it, mm-hmm. and then make sure that you've taken those extra precautions to send your information securely, so that you're not opening yourself up to unnecessary risk.
1: And yeah, and if you get an email, if you get a DocuSign, if you get something that you don't know who it came from, it looks kind of off or funny to you, ask somebody, ask a realtor, ask. ask your mortgage broker yeah. and figure it out. It's way better to be safe than sorry in these 100%. situations.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah. Take those extra two steps.
1: So the real estate play-by-play.
0: Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this play-by-play, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on your podcast app, or please share with a friend or colleague. For
1: more information, helpful tips, and real estate strategies, please visit us online at www.therealestateplaybyplay.com, where you can also connect with us on social platforms and sign up for our newsletter. Get Get in the the game.
0: game.